Welcome to Gain That Tune. Everybody, it's Game That Tune, and we are back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here, and we've got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. It's Game That Tune. And once again, we are in the house for episode 292. My goodness, guys. What a show we've got coming for you. Uh, if you're just joining us on Game That Tune, what we're going to do is listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs and a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun, and the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner, strangely, uh, I feel like he's on a bit of an on-and-off roll here. You know, uh, a Grover Cleveland streak, as it were. Uh, our winner last <laughs> week was John Regan. <laughs> You know, Johnny, the, the history what? lover in me adores you for making a Grover Cleveland reference. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Johnny won two non-consecutive episodes of Game That Tune. Um, Just like Grover pretty, Cleveland. Uh, uh, you know, amazing. Um, and Johnny, you get to pick the theme for uh, this week's episode, so tell us what it is. <laughs> Grover yeah, Cleveland. So <laughs> yeah, here it comes. It's changed. <laughs> the theme for this week is that I reveal that I am, in fact, Grover Cleveland, Whoa! guys. I've come back from the dead and started the show just so I could relive my legacy of winning two non-consecutive things. You hear that, chat? Sorry, guys. Everybody that thought he was the resurrection of Taft, he's actually President Cleveland. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fooled you. God, yeah. you guys lost so much money. <laughs> oh, God. So, that's, that's something that we should do. Just like, what president are the Game That Tune crew members like well, analogous you know what? to? I know how to tie that in by announcing that this game theme is actually tie-in games. Uh, so games that tie into something somehow, uh, like this intro, which I don't know how it quite ties in quite yet. I was going to say, Johnny, does. that wasn't as cool of a segue as you thought it was. What are you talking about? No, that's tie-in what you're saying it's to like, what the theme is. That is to say, what, I'm going to change the subject to what I want to talk about. That's a tie-in. <laughs> So yeah, tie-in games. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, tie-in games. I uh, I like it, John. It's an intriguingly nebulous theme. Now that you say it again, uh, you know, I was thinking after last week's show, it's like, oh yeah, you know, licensed products, uh, you know, product placement. Uh, maybe it's a game based on a an existing property that's not necessarily another game. But now that you I don't know, now that you say it like that, it's like, you know, a sequel could just be a fucking tie-in game. You, you really don't seem to have, um, you know, I don't know, defined the theme all that much. Yeah, I like leaving it open a little bit uh, for interpretation. That helps me a lot. What is the um, second game in the series if not a tie-in to the first game? Fuck, why didn't I think of that? I'm going to say that's not part of the theme. <laughs> okay, okay, good, 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 very good. I didn't think it was because I didn't I'm choose the sequel. I'm glad I didn't think of that. Yeah, but... Uh, just... But now, if you want to say Mario Kart is a tie to Super Mario Brothers, that... 
I, would I will say also it's not, not allow. a tie-in. I well, would say it's a spin-off of Mario. It does <laughs> have a BMW licensing in some of the games. It does. So it and is a BMW, and you did say advertisements yeah. counted as that. So there you go. Trust me, Mario Mario Kart Eight it came across my mind in prepar- uh, preparing for the show because that uh, that BMW crossover you know, event. It, w- it actually wasn't even just Mario Kart 8. It actually also extended out to Mario uh, Super Mario Maker. There were BMW-themed levels for oh, a minute yeah. there. You know, very silly. Um, Sometimes I use that car in Mario Kart. It's not bad. But yeah, no, I mean, really, Johnny, the way you tie this all together, tonight's episode is sponsored by merch.gamethatune.com, where you can get these fantastic shirts that tie in to our uh, show itself. Uh, amongst other many fine products, I know. I know for a fact we've seen the shipping manifests. Someone did buy the game that tune shower curtain. So someone out there loves tie-ins. Um, and so, yeah. don't forget about the David's Waifu underwear that you can get. Yes, I still need to get a set of those. Mm-hmm. Game that tune panties, game that tune t-shirts. You know, you could cover yourself in merchandise. Some of it featuring our cartoon likeness. Uh, some of it featuring a drooling mouth drawn by uh, David Fleming. Yours truly. Uh, Don't forget the dinosaur with titties. And yeah, there's also the dinosaur with titties. We need to actually really just cook up a new, brand new batch of merch. We gotta gotta get drawn some things. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, those tie-ins aside, we've got other things tying into these games. So uh, I'm curious to see what everybody came up with now that we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, we've got five fantastic games. I'm sure we've got a great fan request. I hope. And uh, we'll just uh, see what we've got. So, Johnny, uh, let's, uh, let's sign that contract with that new sponsor that we've got and tell us who's uh, bringing us Game 1. Uh, so, yeah, today Game 1 is brought to you by me. Game 1. <laughs> oh, okay.
All right. So, shit, I just lost my piece of trivia. Here it is. Okay. The team faced issues in writing this game's plot during development because uh, the manga that this was based on was still being serialized and the third arc was not finished at the time. Johnny, Who's would got you some, game uh, over yourself? I will when we get to it. It's not time for that yet. Let's see some answers. Oh, right. <laughs> I, um... David, turn off that fucking I, effect. Yeah, <laughs> the filter kind of makes it hard to... Yeah, I know. I forgot. Yeah, I think it's still on. Oh, yeah. there it goes. I'm getting there. Okay, so let's see. Uh... Jesse wrote Sailor Moon SNES, John wrote Sailor Moon, and David has the most correct answer of Bishojo Senshi Sailor Moon Another Story. I'll call this a hat trick. This is Sailor Moon Another Story. Yeah, go ahead and game over yourself, man. Is this man. that what Sailor Moon fucking beat em right? up that I haven't played but I'm kicking myself for not playing? Or the no, RPG? It's First, hold on. Dang! Over! <laughs> Because this was released exclusively in Japan. Yeah, you the, don't have the fucking right, man. You know, you gotta <laughs> clear that shit with me as the August Absurdity champ before you just <laughs> presume to bring on a fucking un-American game here, man. I mean, to be fair, if anybody was gonna try to play a Sailor Moon game on the show, it should have been me. Yes. <laughs> and even you would have had to clear this with me. I like so. Sailor Moon. Have you watched Dragon Ball? 
Yes, I love Dragon Ball. Yeah, see, I haven't, so that's why I get to play the Sailor Moon game. Oh, okay, that worked. I, I, so, I don't say the line that we're drawing here. I think you can enjoy both. I mean, I'm not saying no, that you, you can't enjoy both. I'm just saying that most people's introduction to anime was Dragon Ball and mine was Sailor Moon. And that says everything you need to know about me. All Pretty right, sure so they I'm, both I'm played on the same block on fucking Cartoon Network that we all watched as kids. I'm just, you yeah, know. Yeah, and I watched I'm the Sailor Moon now. Part, and then it got to Dragon Ball. I was like, nah, I'm good. So you made I'm a choice to not be introduced to anime by Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball or whatever. Anyhow, Johnny... So I'm going to start a poll right now on our Discord. Are you Team Sailor Moon or Team Dragon Ball? You can oh, only vote for one. Oh, God. How do you <laughs> vote for one? Because they're both great. Oh. Yeah, and that's the, that's literally the whole point of Toonami is you get to enjoy all of it. Shit. Yeah, just I, one you, big block. Enjoy a bunch gets, of anime. You get, to, you get yeah. to see Sailor Moon. You get to see Dragon Ball. You get to see the big O. Maybe Boba 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 Boba, depending on how late you're watching. Uh Outlaw Star sometimes, Trigun, mm-hmm. uh, Inuyasha, uh, Tenshi Muyo. Oh, yeah, Inuyasha is definitely just... on there. Um, let's see. Reboot. Yeah, yeah, reboot. Anyhow, so. Oh, and then eventually, but... and then honestly, I don't remember what came on at 5 or 5.30. Oh, cause... Gundam Wing. Oh, yeah, Gundam. Yeah, because uh, I would change over and watch The Simpsons. <laughs> um, but, yeah, David. Shame on you for turning away from uh, Dragon Ball Z. Shame, shame, shame. You could have been a much different, more well-rounded person if you had just, you know, watched more Toonami back in the day. Yeah, no, I just watched the um, Magical Girl anime, and then I and grew up into this. Um, into the Magical Girl anime. Yeah, see, I but fucking if wish. Oh, Literally, man. the only difference might be that you might have taken your fitness seriously at some point in your life. Like, you could still, like, time has proven that you can still be as magical girl as you want. You just never got the, into the hard body guys, so, you know. <laughs> See, I don't it's, really uh... understand where you're coming from, because um, Usagi from Sailor Moon, not really a gym rat. More of a, I want to eat what I want, what? go to sleep, and that's it. Yeah, she's lazy as shit. Is her? See, it's been so long since Maybe Sailor you should have watched more Sailor Moon and less Dragon Ball. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. a good amount of both. Ex- which I did. Um, explains my current confusion. Here we are all these years later, and you know I can't decide what I like. Remember when those it- girls were cousins? <laughs> and now they're not. Oh, oh, the American translation. Yeah. So... I have one question. I was looking up some stuff about this game, and you get to play as uh, either the five inner guardians, which I assume are the sailor scouts, right? Is that what the five inner guardians are? Uh, yes. Yep. They all. They also have four outer guardians, which I do not recall ever seeing on Toonami when we were watching this back in the day. So those came later on. The five inner guardians are Moon, um, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Jupiter. And then the outer guardians are Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and Saturn. Oh, okay. They're just what pla- <laughs> planets the they planets. are. Yeah, they're basically yeah. divided okay. by the asteroid belt. But it was a weird thing where Sailor Saturn like got sent back in time. So she was like a young girl hanging out with Sailor Moon's daughter, and then Uranus and Neptune were the lesbians, and then Pluto was, like, guardian of time. 
So I was watching some, uh, like reading some reviews, watching some footage of this game. One thing I found kind of fun is apparently um, Sailor Saturn is vastly overpowered in this game. So this is an RPG, by the way. We haven't actually discussed the game at all. This is an RPG, uh, and it's got some Chrono Trigger type elements of time travel, which they use to bring hmm. in basically defeated villains from the series as enemies. Oh, that's good. Uh, cool. Yeah, they have a character that's gone back in time to pull out old enemies, and that's who you're fighting throughout the game. Um, and apparently Sailor Saturn is incredibly overpowered in this game. Like, I saw some gameplay footage where Sailor Saturn was consistently doing ten times the damage of any of the other Sailor Scouts. Like, absolutely, like just wiping out whole fleets of enemies. Like, just is absolutely insane. Hmm. Uh, but I guess you don't get her until later in the game, and at that point, it's maybe not too overpowered, but... I thought, and apparently though, if you know the anime, that that kind of makes sense. Like apparently, Sailor Saturn is supposed to be sort of like a secretly badass. Does that track, David? If I remember, Sailor Saturn and Sailor Pluto were like some of the strongest members, but Sailor Saturn again like went back in time and was a young kid, so she didn't quite realize her potential. And then Sailor Pluto was just kind of the like, yeah, I'm an omnipotent goddess being, so I'm just gonna hang out in the background and give you vague hints about what to do. Yeah, one thing about the game, too, that I got criticized a bit for is, um, you know, it has portraits of the characters when they talk, but they all have, like, two portraits, and they're always, like, happy-looking portraits. So you have moments of the game where somebody's <laughs> like, I'm scared, this is awful, and it's like a smiling cat. <laughs> you know, like, a happy-looking cat, like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Oh, my nice. God, she's dead. <laughs> we had do you get to play as the talking cat? <laughs> I don't think you get to play as the talking cat, but the talking cat follows you around kind of like uh, Pokemon Yellow Pikachu style. There should be special talking cat levels. <laughs> oh my god, talking cat surfing minigame? Yes, yes. <laughs> mm. Or, since, since the cat can talk, it might make more sense for it to be a talking cat, my dinner with Andre minigame. No, I feel like it should be a, um, if we're going the Pokemon route, it should be a talking cat guitar minigame based on that Smash Brothers Melee Meowth trophy where Meowth had a fender for some reason. Mm -hmm. I'd like, be I definitely watched a lot of the Pokemon anime, and I don't remember Meowth busting out a guitar. It was all explained there in the description of that trophy, which I've also forgotten. Um, but, man, I just don't have a great memory of, uh these things that I chose to forget from 20-something years ago. <laughs> but, kind of wish uh, this had come to America. I feel like I would have played this back in the day. Probably not. I mean, this was Super Nintendo, though, right? Yeah, 19... And, and like, kind of late Super Nintendo. I think it was 96... 95. 1995 okay. Super Nintendo. It's not that late. I so I probably gone. wouldn't have played it then because I wasn't into, you know, Toonami and anime at that point, and I would have probably gotten rid of my SNES by then. But, like, if there were a good... You know, if there were a good ROM of this that was like translated, and my you know young dumbass didn't have to you know learn how to apply fan translations or something, I might have played this back in the day, uh, if only that were possible. But, yeah, I don't think a fan translation for this came out until like 2019. It was wow. pretty inaccessible for a long time. Must have been just so highly in demand for all that time. People must have really <laughs> cared. And, yeah, then it uh, then it came out. And clearly it made a, a big impact. Everybody got back into Sailor Moon a few years ago, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I'm wrong. The first translation came out in 99, but it was bad. But there was a new one in 2019 came out. That's, I think, considered the definitive translation. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, 
Because I did play plenty of bad fan translations back in the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, def- I I played fan translations that weren't actually even English. I definitely played, like, Vietnamese Pokemon back in the day. I mean, you just got to try it, right? I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all They're their all own the little, you know, uh, lime I, wire. Why, <laughs> I fucked up the patch. Why were you it playing Vietnamese, Vietnamese Pokemon? Pokemon came out in this country. Like, you could have played an English version. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. You got to play the gold version before it comes out in the U.S. So you download the Vietnamese hack. Yeah. That's a terrible <laughs> that's ex- idea. That's exactly what happened. I was so, yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a new one in Japan. Let me go get it. I have no <laughs> oh, idea what's no. going on. <laughs> yep. It's, so instead uh, of getting the Japanese version, you got the Vietnamese version. Yeah, it really didn't help. And then, <laughs> then Johnny tried to apply the Japanese uh, translation to the Vietnamese version, and it just got terribly confusing. Uh, He's like, I have the strange skill I can translate Vietnamese to Japanese, but since I don't know what Vietnamese or Japanese are into English, it doesn't help me. I I tried to pass it back to Japanese, and I opened a portal to hell. It was a whole thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to get into the details, but um, I'm a demon now, so uh, there's that. Johnny, you are not a demon now. You have always been a demon. (laughs) It's true. Johnny... I want you to tell us your favorite Sailor Moon anything. I, I don't actually have great <laughs> memories of you really engaging with Sailor Moon back in the day. I remember the theme song. You know, winning love by daylight, right? Getting brailed by moonlight. Getting ne- brailed by moonlight? <laughs> Getting brailed by moonlight, right? I, know, that the song? I don't think that's the song. Yeah, I oh. think you might have stumbled onto another fan translation there. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is Damn this it. is exactly what this is exactly what Sailor Moon is, according to fanfiction.net. Sailor Moon mm-hmm. meets Goku and a furry oh. wolf for some reason. Son of a bitch! I'm on rule lyrics dot thirty four. That makes sense. Oh, ah. <laughs> you fool! Um, well, good job, Johnny. That uh, that all tracks. That's uh, oh Jesus! I don't want to think about. It's been so long since I thought about. Like pornographic anything related to Sailor Moon, I can't revisit that part of my <laughs> life and personality. I can't think of these things right now. I mean, for me, it's been okay. It's eight thirty-eight Central Time, so seventeen minutes. <laughs> Johnny, anything else, or should nope, we, that... uh, you know, mercifully move on? Let's move on. Game two.
So, um, this game was developed by InSpace Inc., a, um, video game development company. The year before this was released, they developed Rugrat Studio Tour. The year after this was released, they developed Mary-Kate and Ashley Crush Course. some guesses slash answers slash penis drawing slash etc. Alright, so uh, John says some shit, sadly incorrect. Jesse says James Bond, sadly incorrect. And John Regan checked out the tags for the songs that were uploaded and says Danger Girl. Which is correct. Uh, this is Danger Girl for the PlayStation 1. So this is that um, PlayStation 1 shooter game that tied into the classic, beloved J. Scott Campbell Danger Girl comic series. We all read slash okay. played Danger Girl, right? <clears throat> um Unfortunately, no. I, I have I'm, no idea what this is. I've I've thank you, David, for giving me a segment girl. that I don't have to speak on. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the video game adaptation of And John Has Officially Left. Great. Um, oh, what a weird game to make an adaptation of. <laughs> this is the um, video game adaptation of the Danger Girl comics. Mm. This was definitely a thing. Um... So, Danger Girl was a... It, okay. I feel weird saying this, because, like, I don't want to get political or socially, like, justice on the show, but... This was a comic series uh, that was released by J. Scott Campbell and Andy Hartnell in 1998, and I feel like this was the last time that you could release this kind of comic, because this was, like, very much a boys comic like the the whole danger girl series is very 
pulp adventure espionage type comic, but starring very scantily clad, sexy drawn women. So like, if you can imagine James Bond and Indiana Jones together, but they're all hot chicks, that's pretty much Danger Girl. Like, David, I've imagined that thousands of times. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, are you describing this in some way that that's meant as a negative? Well, no, I just mean <laughs> that, like, comic books are not meant for horny 13-year-old boys, but this comic is very clearly meant for horny 13-year-old boys. Uh, I'm sorry, David, David are, are comic books not meant for horny 13-year-old boys? <laughs> I mean, thing, things so have gotten more progressive in time. Well, I feel like the target demo is 13-year-old boys, and all 13-year-old boys are horny, right? So, like, and. so like, there's no such thing as a not horny 13-year-old boy. That just doesn't exist. And the more it I does. say it, the more grosser Don't, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but I mean, like, I feel like, and this is such a weird phrase to say, like, I feel like you couldn't release this comic now. Because it's, it's drawn by J. Scott Campbell, um, who is a good artist. I have actually met him at a comic convention. He's a super nice dude. But, like, everything that he draws is very pin-up-y and very cheesecake-y, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, when that's your whole comic... Like, in the, in the first few pages, and I can probably flip through it, like, the main character an alligator bites at her ass and just rips her jeans so her exposed ass is out there. It, it's a little much. Uh, yeah, it sounds like maybe it would be tough to publish as a, you know, ink and paper, you know, newsstand comic, but there's this thing, David, it's kind of come into prominence in the last couple of decades, the internet. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this thing or published <laughs> comics on it, but... You can be as horny as you want on this thing. You know, as a matter of fact, I have published comics on this intranet. Um, really? Where, where would, if someone wanted to see them, what would they do? You know, thank you for asking, Jesse. Uh, you can visit that by going to MissRocket.com. That's M-S-R-O-C-K-E-T.com. Uh, every update on Monday and Thursday. Oh, man. Which reminds me, I need to schedule the update for Thursday. The point is... Um, this is a PlayStation 1 game based on the comic, and I feel like this kind of encapsulates tie-in game, because it's fine. Like, it's not a bad game, it's not a great game, but it definitely gets by on the Danger Girl name. So it didn't get very far then? No. Um, it's basically like a third-person shooter game with some, like, puzzle elements in the overworld. Like, it's kind of not Tomb Raider, um, but you play right. as three sexy girls. Um, Instead of one? Wow! I'm seeing yeah. double here! Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't want to say that I speak for all gamers, because I certainly don't. Or, you know, certainly, and definitely not all comic book readers, but, like, you, know, you say, like, it got by in the Danger Girl name. Was that really a name of some renown at any point in the 90s? Or is this, you know, more of a, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a good comparison. Like, like okay. It, it was, it, was it like, a cult comic? Or, like, was it actually a comic of some renown? Like, I mean, it was an Image comic. So, like, okay, you know, it was popular because, you know, Image was the new hotness at the time, for one. And, like, but, you know, it's no X-Men. But it was, you know... Right. The people who were in the Image Comics, that was probably 
part of their pull list, I would say. Um, sure. I always remember seeing it in comic book stores. I just never picked it up, so. Yeah, it's basically what I'm asking. I mean, like, how, how popular are we really talking about? I mean, J. Scott Campbell has pretty much made a career out of drawing half-naked women. And the the comic itself is fun. Like, it's a throwback to those pulp adventure-style stories. Like, there's a character named Johnny Barracuda, who is very obviously based on Bruce Campbell. Um, they fight neo-Nazis, like, a secret sect of Nazis called the Hammer, like... Again, pretty much every 80s action movie that you can imagine, this is the comic book version of it, except instead of big muscle-bound dudes, it's hot chicks. So, like, all the characters are hot chicks? Even the hammer Nazis? Um, so, spoilers for the first few issues. Um, there is a character who is a danger girl that goes rogue. So, yeah, one of the main villains is a hot chick that specializes in throwing knives. Um, you don't get Ooh. to play as her in the game. Aww. Sadly, no. Um, you do get to play as Abby Chase, the main character, a.k.a. Danger Girl. Um, and I believe you play as Sydney Savage, who is an Australian character who uses a bullwhip and wears, like, a skin-tight leather catsuit that she okay. keeps zipped all the way down to her navel. Um, so you don't get to play as the Nazi knife girl, but do you get to mud wrestle with the Nazi knife girl at any point? Yeah, it's a fair question. You know, I didn't get to that level, um, but I don't think so, but maybe? I would love some her? PS1 mud wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> can you punch her? Just... Um, I feel like definitely you can. Good. Yeah. So how so there's a lot of Nazi punching in this game? Uh yes, you definitely shoot a lot of Nazis. As well that's you worth should. it right there. Can you kill Hitler? You know, I don't think Hitler makes an appearance, but I'm not a hundred percent positive. Do you get to okay. mud wrestle Hitler? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if Hitler does make an appearance, you for sure get to kill him. If Hitler does appear in this game, does Hitler have a big set of juicy titties? Mmm. You know, I'll have to get back to you on that. That's does a each rabbit titty, hole I simply don't want to explore. <laughs> does each titty have little mustache? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> little Hitler mustaches on the nipples. <laughs> I would prefer not to think about that. <laughs> Too and bad yet, you, you are, are now. thinking about it. <laughs> uh, you're picturing it right now. You can't help yourself with that fantastic art style. Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think of like a game. I'm trying to think of a comic that's like... I don't know, of less renown that also got a game, and I feel like I can't think of it, so, yeah. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, terribly unfamous comic, Ninja Turtles. Well, the comic wasn't as famous as the cartoon. I mean, that, obviously the cartoon, that but the is, comic... I'd say the comic was maybe barely more popular than Danger Girl. <laughs> that is true. Okay. Like, the Ninja Turtles comic... Like, if everybody who enjoyed the cartoon bought the comic, it would have been one of the biggest comics in the world. Yeah. But. Yeah. Right. They did. They just but, bought the cool toys. And you know, saw the movies, the massively successful movies. Um, so one might say that the Ninja Turtle video games would be a tie-in to the movies and cartoons and toys, not so much the comic. Um, but Danger Girl didn't have those movies or toys or... Uh, 
cartoon show. So, uh, feels uh, feels like a shame. Feels like a missed opportunity. Feels like we should have more. Uh, you know, feels like these girls looking at them now. They belong on Toonami, for sure. They uh, these guys. They could have been. They could have been influential on us as young men. So I'm I'm just now catching up on the Discord messages. Oh, good. Um, and to me. I'm just seeing Tasty saying, "Oh God, this game fucking sucked." <laughs> I, oh, okay. I I respectfully disagree. Like I don't think this game sucked. It's not bad. It's not great. But like, it has the, it has it's a PS1 third person shooter. Like it has very stiff controls. It has very blocky graphics. Like for the time, it was fine. But like now. Yeah, it was terrible. But see, even then, for the time, was it fine? Were we putting up with this kind of shit? Really? I mean, you know, there were good, there were good games to be played. David, was this one worth your time? If you if you like sexy girls shooting Nazis, then yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Clearly, we all got behind it. it was, you know, I'm glad that we finally got the most popular game of uh, the year 2000 on the show. It's an uh, important milestone for getting <laughs> that tune. Yeah, getting this uh, this big time game that we all made time for and know about. Um, so yeah, we well, just don't want to spoil it for everyone else. Exactly. I mean, go in blind, guys. It's the great. game's not great. The comic doesn't really hold up, but the game ties into the comic. So there we are. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you don't need to read the comic. You don't need to play the game. <laughs> um, that's uh, that's pretty much where we are with this. So, <laughs> you know, well sold, David. Well done. Game three. <laughs>
Alright guys, this is our fan request, and uh, this game is subject to censorship in uh, some regions because of its content, which included abortions and Nazi imagery. So the game creators replaced those scenes with detailed explanations of what occurs in each scene. Oh, the check's still going, but it and it actually okay. Nope, it actually ended. Yeah. Weird. All right. <laughs> All right. So, who's got some answers? See him. Alright, so uh let's see. Everybody wrote South Park Stick of Truth and everybody is correct. <laughs> yes, this is our fan request from the last weekend, and he placed this on GameThatTune.club, our social media site. Oh, so you should all did. check that out. Yes. Gets you right to the front of the line for your requests. Yeah. And so yeah, South Park Stick of Truth. Um, I don't know too much about this game. I just remember when it came out, I was very impressed with how much it looked like the show. But then again, maybe that just means the show's not animated that well if you could make a video game that looks just like the damn show. I was going to say, well, the I'm show's not that impressively animated. <laughs> They've gotten better over the years. Uh, you know, and the game look has gotten better over the years. I don't know why... I don't know what stopped them from... Uh, uh, or I don't know what possessed them to make, like, the games they made back in the Nintendo 64 and PlayStation 1 era when they made, like, the polygonal models of the South Park characters. Those were truly horrendous. I think it was called Money. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, also, do that. it looked like dog shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was terrible. So this, uh, you know, seeing this, having played those back in the day, it's like, oh, wow, they, you know, actually just nailed the show's look. Good. I uh, might actually play that then. And then to find out that it's like... Uh, basically a South Park game that's like Paper Mario. It's like, all right, yeah, I'll give that a play. I didn't give it a finish, but I gave it a play. It's pretty fun. <laughs> um, I'm guessing I'm the only one that put any amount of time into it. Maybe Jesse. I put about 10 hours into it. It was yeah. It was, it was enjoyable. Like, I, you know, I don't know why I didn't finish it, but, you know, what I played was very entertaining and made me laugh and good writing, you know. Yep. Now, which game was better, Stick of Truth or the Fractured Butthole? Can't say. I Never I played, played the Fractured Butthole. I just wanted an excuse to say the Fractured Butthole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was about. We all got the pun or the you know the joke there, David. It's a very very mature 
joke they've got uh, for that title. Yeah, the South Park guys, famously humorous and mature men. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny though when As I read the title, we, John. When I read the title, I didn't get the joke and, like until I said it out loud. I was like, ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those guys, they got Stick some of jokes. truth, now I get it. Yeah. That's like a say, you know. dick. Yep. It's the dick of truth. It's like fish stick. Um, <laughs> dick boss, if you will. Yes. Um, no, the game's fun, though. I mean, uh, good I'm RPG. trying to remember. Yeah, it's like a decent little RPG. And like I said, it's got the Paper Mario style to it, not just because it's South Park and it looks kind of like construction paper, but because the battle system is pretty nice and basic like you get uh you know you get into turn-based battles and there's timing based uh bonuses like you're cocking your hammer back or whatever and you release it at the exact right time and you get a critical hit you know kind of a literally paper mario you can fart on people yep you can definitely fart on people as like a defense breaker literally paper mario (laughs) Uh you remember that part where Um, like goombella would just fart on someone Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's the thing, David. Here's what sets South Park apart from Paper Mario. Toilet <laughs> humor. Um, toilet humor and Nazi imagery and abortion imagery. Um, I mean, I don't know. There was that section in Bowser's Castle where there were a bunch of, like, Bowser statues given a Heil symbol, right? Right. Maybe that uh, was just a fan I'll... game that I played. I don't know. Yeah, you were reading between Whoa. the lines, I think. Um and yeah, stay off those fan sites, David. Whatever the maybe terrible maybe I was just playing Nazi. Das Koopa. <laughs> right, um, Das Koopa. I'm trying to remember. You get to make your own character, and it's fun. The you know they kind of they they get around the uh, the whole dialogue thing in a pretty fun way because you, yeah. uh, you you choose your name and you choose your class or whatever, and it's like you know yeah I'm. John and Cartman, he's there dressed as wizard. It's like, all right, I'm gonna call you douchebag, <laughs> and he calls you douchebag the entire uh, game. So it's a, it's a good uh, good South Park way of keeping the dialogue flowing. Like, you know, get him, douchebag. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I thought it was actually kind of cute in the no, that's the context genius. of naming in, in the context of having care you know having named many characters in rpg and you know video games and things and it's just like yeah the you know the dialogue just never works because they can never say your name so south park came up with a little way called you a douchebag yeah i guess it must must have been fractured but whole or like you create your character and then it's like yeah you're the new kid hey new kid like everybody called you new kid right as a um, as a workaround yeah it's a good workaround. Um, and yeah, it's um, it, it's just South Park doing a basic RPG, and they, uh, and they do it just fine. Um, you know, there's, I think, like four uh, you know classes you can be. It's like fighter, uh, thief, Jew, and <laughs> I'm sorry, mage. What, was, what was that last one? Uh, it's South Park game, David, so I'm pretty sure one of the classes is literally Jew. Yeah. Um, oh, did you guess which character plays that that class? See, I thought you were going to yeah. go, it's like, oh yeah, you've got your classic fighter, mage, Jew. What was that last one? Mage? Yeah. Right, yeah, no, <laughs> definitely mage. I'm surprised that South Park resisted the temptation to have it be Cartman doing the, you know, character classes and have Jew as a stand-in for Thief. Uh, I feel like there would be... You know, more South Parkiness if it were Cartman's anti-Semitism coming through. Right. Uh, you know, since South Park's so casually anti-Semitic and just kind of normalized these things for a generation of uh, 
young impressionable men thinking you know thinking making fun of Jewish people is funny. Um, but no, Jew is South Jew's Park like a is very casually. So. What, David? Go ahead. I was just gonna say South Park is very casually anti everything. Yep. Eh. Really, uh, really great show to have existed. It's a great and worthwhile <laughs> thing. Uh, definitely hasn't been corrosive to a generation of I don't know people at all. Um, again, this RPG is fine. Um, my, my taste for South Park, my patience for the show has waned greatly in the last several years. Yeah, I'll be honest, I have not watched the new South Park in a couple years now. Like, I just kind of forgot about it. A couple? Yeah. I can't think of the last time I watched the new South Park. Yeah, it's been a while. I feel like it was one of those things where, like, you started watching it, it's like, oh, this is so edgy and hilarious. And then you realize, like, oh, this kept going. Yeah. Oh, my. Dude, like, late 90s, all right? Your parents only watch South Park. You go on a Boy Scout trip, and you have a friend with, like, a portable TV or something, and you manage to watch an episode of South Park on, like, a beaten-up VHS tape. Fucking, that was, it was the best. It was so great. But, like, yeah, yeah like, nowadays, I'm like... your wieners? <laughs> Late nights watching South Park and showing each other our wieners. Yeah. yeah. Those... Those are the wieners that you're like roasting on a fire, right? And then eating along with well, s'mores. Well, eventually, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the yeah. scoutmaster gets back. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I'm very confused now. Anyway, yeah, I don't think I've watched South Park in like fucking close to I don't know eight years or something. But yeah, it's um, this game was fun at the time. This game, uh, I would say, it's worth playing because it. I don't know. It's probably really cheap at this point. And like you know, also it's, it goofs like, you know, the show will goof on, you know, current events and, and crap like that. While the game will goof on like video game tropes and stuff yes, too. It is a so, good subversion of RPG stuff. So they mm. do like like goof on the stuff that you care about and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. It's worth playing in that sense. <laughs> but uh South Park is it worth engaging with in any other sense? No. No, I don't think it is. So, you know, you can keep your fractured butthole. I don't think I'm ever going to play that one. Uh, yeah. Again, maybe, I, I, maybe I'd consider it if it got really cheap. I'd, uh, I'd give it... I'd give it four bucks, maybe. You know, that's about the worth I see in this uh, <laughs> franchise, this property at this point. But, I don't know. Man, Johnny, this uh, really... I wasn't expecting to realize how much I hated South Park just by having this uh, this brief conversation. Do you have anything you want to say about uh, Stick of Truth? Uh, it looks like a fun game. I've seen some footage of it. You know, I like the the images they replaced some scenes with, like in Europe. Oh yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so like uh, if you play this game in Europe, when you get to the abortion scene, it's a picture of um, like a statue doing a face palm. It's got the European Union stars behind it. And so it's like, you lose again, you're up. <laughs> like, it's just giving you shit over the, it being censored. And that describes in horrible detail, just in text on the screen, what's supposed to be happening in that scene. And uh, that's... I, I feel like that's a fun way to get around the censorship to still have the plot remain in the game um, without having to cut the scene. I mean, the scene is cut, I guess, but like at least the player knows what's going on and what was supposed to be there as opposed to just being left in the dark, right? Like, well, I'll just... You know, how did I just get to this part? How, what happened right. here? Right. Yeah. 
that's a pretty okay way to deal with it. Um, sure. But yeah, that's really all, about all I have about this game. Uh, I'd like to thank our fan requester again the last weekend over at GameThatTune.club. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend joining. It's going to be the hot new spot for all Game That Tune content. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely doing big things at GameThatTune.club. Yeah. And uh, Jesse club. looks John, like... you still haven't even followed me. <laughs> You're on GameThatTune.club? <laughs> yeah, David signed up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'll look into that. So, tangentially related, does basketball still hold up? Yes. Okay, good. Because basketball is just a raunchy 90s fucking comedy movie. It holds up as well as any raunchy 90s Hollywood, Hollywood like comedy movie. Um, that is to say, probably not all that well, but uh, yeah, I, I have less disdain for basketball than I do for South Park. <laughs> yeah. All right, basketball next movie poll. <sighs> God damn it. Right up there with Orgasmo and Cannibal Oh, Musical. there we go. And the South Park movie. Oh, yeah. That was, right I on that being pretty good. I would say that was back when South Park was still good. Yeah. And I don't know that anything worthwhile has happened since. Just in 25 general. years. <laughs> Game four. Fuck South Park. <laughs>
So it was important for the developers of this game, for its uh, sport, to seem as much like a real-world sanctioned uh, contest as possible. So they went to the uh, great length of getting multiple uh, companies and brands to sponsor appearances in this game. Uh, most notably, a soda and a candy bar. How you guys feeling? Very good. So good. Feeling pretty good. Good. Oh, here we go. Uh, Johnny says, Boilermaker, the beer drinking, whiskey pouring, NASCAR game, Triple X. Uh, he's on track to have a correct answer. Uh, Jesse says, Tom Cruise. Sadly, sadly incorrect. And David has our most correct answer. This is Jet Moto. 
Yes, Jet Moto for the PlayStation 1. What a game. This uh, Jet Moto, the hover bike racing game. Uh, anybody else play Jet Moto? I did. Um, yeah. Whenever uh, I'd, I'd go to Anthony's house and see had a PlayStation, Word. he had Jet Moto and Jet Moto 2, so I would you know play it for about 10 minutes and be like, this is, this is fine. I'd rather play right. some other games, but this is fine. Yeah, no, that, that's about the level of fun you could get out of it. It wasn't quite as fun as something like Mario Kart. Obviously, Mario Kart came after uh, came after this, but this was like a fun early PS One game where it's like, oh yeah, this is a uh, this is what we're doing now. Huh? We're doing three D hover bike racing. Fuck yeah, this is the future, baby. We've moved on. This you is know. this is fun. Let's play Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, really. Because that was so much fun for two players to play. And it involved hover I bike mean, racing. Yeah. Well, it, was just, it was just pre-Twitch. You just watch your friend play Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I mean, we've turns. all been there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Twitch, but it's, you know, you have one viewer and they're in your bedroom. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's basically well, Twitch, except you have multiple viewers and they're all in their bedrooms. That's the and joke. When, Thank you, Dave. And when you make jokes, instead of them typing to you, they can make jokes back. That's true. And, and if you want to ban them, you just call your mom and be like, Mom! Danny said the F word, and then Mom's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're getting the F out of here, you little shit, and then you yeah. get him banned from the house. Kind of the, Wait that, a minute, which F word? Alright, either way you're out. The real the real issue for me, though, was always that, um, you know, when I go on Twitch and I make a joke, I can pretend that everybody's laughing, but when I make a joke with one friend in the room, I hear them not laughing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's you can, tough. You can feel them ignoring you. It's, uh... <laughs> It was tough, man, back in those days. But they're watching someone else play a game, like through their, like through binoculars out your window, like they're watching your neighbor play a video game instead of you. Mm-hmm. They're and yelling watch- jokes at them. They, somehow they've traveled to the future. They're actually watching somebody on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Jet Moto is a hover bike racing game for the PlayStation One, and it was pretty fun for an early PlayStation One hover bike racing game. I mean, it, you know, it uh, it looks bad by today's standards, but honestly, didn't look horrendous back in the day. Um, it's fun. It's fast paced. It's nonsense. It's you know, it's a little bit difficult to control. Uh, but you know, you you, get, you choose your player. You choose your bike. You've got a team of sponsors you can have a butterfinger bike or a mountain dew bike uh, or some of these other sponsors fucking you know k2 axiom and i think later on there's you know they might not sponsor the bikes but i think there's signs up for other like nestle stuff like you know nestle crunch and shit because they wanted to seem like fucking real like sanctioned motocross racing um, I mean, to be fair, like, what other sponsors would you need if you've got Butterfinger and Mountain Dew? I mean, they had the two best-looking bikes. That was the thing. They knew what they were doing. I wanted to fucking ride that Mountain Dew bike all the time. Yeah. Like, it was you the coolest-looking one. You just get on that... Uh, yeah, I would absolutely get on that Mountain Dew bike, and at the start of every race, just shout Baja Blast and say, take off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Baja with Blast off! Yeah. Eight years before it even became a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um... If this game was the you know the early uh, like you know pilot program for the Baja Blast, that would have been pretty good. Yeah, you know, unlike a special course if you play with the Mountain Dew bike. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's uh, as I recall it, it's pretty fun. It's uh, they have like uh, 
you know, so it, it's hover bike racing, so it, they can ride on ground and on water. So you got kind of like interesting, varied courses. Like you'll be riding down a mountainside and then like go into some water, and then you're like riding up, ramping off like broken highways and stuff. Uh, they've got these magnet poles in some of the levels where, as you're passing them, you can hit like a you know the uh, LRR button, and it basically makes you do like a slingshot move. So you do these like sick ass hairpin turns with the magnet poles, and you know whip back around and you know go the other way. It's a uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I want to say there was one level where there's like. It's literally just like one bridge with a magnet pole at the uh, at like either end, and so like you're just kind of you're jousting essentially with the other racers. <laughs> Ooh! Like you're nice. definitely gonna bump into somebody as your guys are going like whipping back and forth across this bridge. So yeah, they they had uh, had some clever ideas, some fun stuff, um, and yeah, it's just uh, it's one of those uh, those just old like. Feel like it, it's one of those early ones that, like, yeah, if you were an early PS1 person, which I wasn't, but I had friends that were, this was one of the games they had. It's like, you know, or, you know especially if you're, you know, an early PS1 owning boy, then yeah, you, you had Jet Moto. It had the look. It even has, like, uh, has, you know, not the, uh, obviously they didn't get the artist that David featured on the show earlier with the, the titties. Um, uh, J. Scott Campbell. They did not get J. Scott Campbell to draw oh, the art for this. There are no hover titties. <laughs> no, the titties don't hover. Um, but they uh, like the character portraits. They're they're reminiscent of just that you know that cartoon style, almost like F Zero X, uh, that kind of look. Like uh, so, yeah, characters with biographies, and you choose your characters, and yeah, I don't know that there are anything like cutscenes, like or not cuts. Uh, there's obviously no cutscenes, but. I don't know if there's like character endings or anything, because it's not like an F Zero where it's like a intergalactic space race. It's just fucking just a bunch of you know futuristic motocross shit. But I don't know. I kind of dug it. It's got a it's got like a redneck vibe to it. I mean, they really did try to you know you heard the music. They're trying to go for that fucking you know down south fucking this is the future. So but you know there's still rednecks and this is the shit they like. Like yeah. they were right. I, I, I kind of dig it. <laughs> no matter what year into the future you go, there will always be rednecks. The yes. old Hazard boys are at the Jet Moto mm-hmm. today. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I could do my own Dukes of Hazard joke, but I'm, I'm just not that quick on my feet. Yeah, there's not that many. Like, but there, you know, there, there's more. like a there's a level that literally it's like a, a watery kind of like. Not like a maze, but like you got grass and stuff that kind of separates the course into different distinct sections that you can go through. So, you know, obviously there's a harder and an easier way to go. Uh, but like there's cypress trees and shit. I'm like, well, they, they really did it, man. This is a down south, you know, down and dirty fucking futuristic hover bike motocross game. They got, you know, the fucking, the, you know, the banjo and the harmonica and the fucking, you know, hard rock soundtrack going. Like they got a, they got a good vibe for this game. And then, of course, they blow the whole thing by eventually doing, like, snowy mountain races. So then it becomes more like a snowboarding thing. And I, I, I don't want that. I want fucking Swamp Buggies, the game. I want fucking futuristic hover bikes just going mudding. Because, you know, I, I don't know how many of you guys went mudding. But it would be significantly less interesting if you were doing it on a hover bike. <laughs> so. I mean, if you're, well, if if you're doing, like, a, a southern mudden game and suddenly there's snow levels like no that's the complete opposite of southern mudding yes this is what i just said i didn't like 
it also depends on how the hover bikes work. Like, what is right. propelling them? You know, is it making like the snow or the mud move because of some kind of like force that's pushing down on the ground, or is that's it some the other question. kind of like mystical force? Like, yeah, how can you possibly so. go mudden if everybody's riding hover bikes? Because if you're it's not a question that needs to be answered, then what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Very good question, Jesse. I don't know. Because don't they, they have need like to... awards for like dirtiest truck and stuff at the end? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you mud can't culture win is that if... all over the place. Yeah, you can't win that if you literally can't get your fucking craft stuck in the mud. So they kind of need to go back to Jet Moto. They need to revisit it. They need to bring this back and expand out the Jet Moto mud universe. And <laughs> you know, just uh they had something here, guys. It's crazy there hasn't been... They made three of these for PlayStation 1, and they've never gone back. <coughs> how has there not been a Jet Moto since fucking, like, 1999? Yeah. How were there three in three years, and then none since then? Come on. <laughs> Time to bring back Jet Moto. It's the bring old F-Zero the- curse. Yeah. I, say, I feel like, as a Darkstalkers fan, I understand the pain. Well, as a fan of many ser- series, you can understand the pain. I'm just saying, this, uh... They, they flamed out on, like, one system, and it was, uh, you know, they just need to bring it back. It's not like, a, it's it's a pretty evergreen thing. You know, hover bike racing. You, you know, the only way to update it is just to make everything look better. This, this game had perfect bones. Hover bike racing. Just fucking make it look nicer and nicer. Yeah. And they haven't. You know, get some new sponsors, obviously. You know, or just keep the classic Mountain Dew. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I I think Mountain Dew's just fine. Yeah. Okay, Mountain Dew and games have gone hand in hand for years. So, if you were gonna add a sponsor, though, who would you want to add? Well, at this point, it has to be like Red Bull or Monster. Uh, you know, the energy drink culture has gone. You know, j- just greatly outpaced Jet Moto culture. So, <laughs> I would. <laughs> who the fuck is? If I were making this game today and I got to court a sponsor, I would absolutely make you porn a sponsor. For sure. Or Pornhub, one of those. What's wrong with you? Just kick it up a level. I feel like Pornhub, yes. You porn, no. Because Pornhub has that recognition. Okay. What about X Hamster? That, yeah. I, you know, I feel like this whole bit should be just how can we make John uncomfortable because I'm not uncomfortable with pornography I'm not uncomfortable with fucking talking about pornography I don't feel like doing it right now I just don't (laughs) think it has any place in Jet Moto you know to go from you know (laughs) I I think it should be energy drinks that's why Jet Moto failed John I feel like it is perfectly relevant I think you know I think the game should be sponsored by energy drinks I think it should be sponsored by pornography okay <laughs> fucking sponsored by fuck it. somebody doesn't understand the market of like 16 year old men <laughs> pornography I was being sponsored by pornography mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. David can continue understanding the 16 year old men and uh, you know let's just move on before we fucking you know say the wrong thing here Game 5.
Alright, so uh, the prototype for this game was called Twisted Flipper. Um, and then originally they wanted to call it Headbangers Ball. But MTV was like, uh, no, we own that. Um, so then they got a particular license and gave it this name. Let's see some answers. Everybody says crew ball. They are correct. So, I'm going to ask you guys two questions. Do you like pinball? Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> Do you like Motley Crew? <laughs> no. Yes. Occasionally. Well, if your answers line up with this game, then I have the game for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you answered uh, maybe to more than one of those yeah. things, then you should try this game. I Although, like Pinball. I'm okay with Motley Crew. Have I got the game that's 75% for you? Mm-hmm. So, this game isn't good. Um... Like, oh. it's like one of the, like, you know, I, video pinball is fine. You know, I, play, I played the NES one a lot. That game was super fun. That little penguin walks around. Wait, 
There was a crew ball on NES? No, 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 no. Pinball games. Oh. Pinball on the NES. Yeah. Oh, pinball fuck, in, yeah. I love yeah. that game. Uh, pinball like, in general. Got, okay, gotcha. You know, Sorry. there's like Devil's Crush, you know, and um, and like there was another one that was kind of like that. The 3D um, Pinball that, Space Cadet? Yeah, those, those are pretty fine pinball games, but I found this one to be kind of dull, and uh, like the board just doesn't seem great. It's just like a bunch of, you know, like, oh, now you have to play Breakout, but with uh, you know, pinball flippers. And, you know, that's fine sometimes, but it's just I don't know, the, 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 the boards don't feel very um, Motley Crush. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing, like if you just watch someone play this, you'd have no idea it was Molly Crew based until, like, unless you got to hear one of those uh, fun FM synth Motley Crew bangers. Right. <laughs> I mean, I got to give it up the, you know, to the songs because that's the only thing really to give it up to about this game. Uh, it's a, uh, it's an interesting sound. It's not great, but it's something. I would love. <laughs> to go to a concert and that's what it sounds like yeah. <laughs> that's just, what comes they, out of those speakers they can't the PA. get in tune <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking Tommy Lee hits the drumsticks together and then it just starts playing this music <laughs> um, I'm surprised to learn that this is for Sega Genesis and not for Sega CD because it yeah. seems like the kind of thing that mm. would have been really logical for Sega CD yeah, because then you could have like actual Molly True songs and stuff yes. on it. Yes, I think that's <laughs> see, John. I think that's the issue is that it would that'd be, too, be more expensive. <laughs> it'd be very logical. It would make a lot of sense. So no, they're not going to do it. <laughs> of course not. No, why would they? Like, yeah, you know, if you could have some FNB cutscenes of Tommy Lee being like, "Hey, great shot." Yeah, and then like <laughs> fucking you know some actual Motley Crue music. This game might actually be popular, but uh, you know. Nope. <laughs> Imagine. Now the question is, would Tommy Lee just whip out his dick and use that as one of the, like, pinball... I'm sorry, Johnny, for stealing your joke. Like, as one of the pinball flippers. That would make the game more Motley Crueish. If there were two Tommy Lee dicks as uh, fucking flippers. Ooh. Yeah. You know, each band member, frankly, should get their own, uh, like, board. Dick flipper. Yeah. Oh, okay, board. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there should be a fucking Tommy Lee board that's just, you know, yeah, dick themed. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also drums, but mostly dick. <laughs> um, and the Vince well, I mean, Neil, you know. The, the dicks would be the flippers, the, like, board would be the drums. Mm hmm. Um, I'm thinking the Vince Neil board would just kind of somehow get fatter as you play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh,. Yeah, yeah, I don't know anything defining about Nikki Six or the uh, fourth member of Motley Crue, whoever they are. Six dicks. Yeah, you know. So, uh, so yeah, you got a you got a dick theme board with drums. You get a fat board for Vince Neil. You get a uh, a, game, a a board where maybe you get six multi balls for Nikki Six. Yeah. And then the uh, the last guy, fucking whoever that is, is. Uh, is this the Motley Crue pinball game or is this the game that tune pinball game? Because it could really go either way. Hmm. Man, okay. if, if we had a game, a, a pinball machine, that'd be so cool. Guys, you I know what, what would make us really popular? Is if we were actually Motley Crue instead of the f four people that we are. Ooh, I call yeah. the fourth guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Johnny, well, he's always dreaming about being Mick Mars for Motley Crue. <laughs> uh. John, I'm honestly impressed you could name anybody past Tommy Lee. That's I was I was racking my fucking brain. No, that's the thing. I know three out of the four. It's like, it's Tommy Lee, it's Vince Neal, it's Nikki Six, And I'm like, who is that fucking fourth guy? Who's the goddamn like bass player for Motley Crue? Oh, Johnny Regan. John yes. clearly has Wikipedia open. Or, you know, David, I'm sorry. Have we not famously gone to fucking, like, St. Augustine metal cover band shows, like, in our youth? I mean, you know, I fucking know a thing or two about hair metal. (laughs) Give me a little credit. Yeah. No, I'm giving you credit, enough credit to name three-fourths out of Motley Crue. I don't expect you to name everybody out of Motley Crue. And yet I just did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, my you... lightning room, lightning round is scrapped. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. If, if your lightning round was named Mick Mars, the fourth <laughs> member of Motley Crue, then I'm, I am sorry. I spoiled it. Fuck. <laughs> you, you still played the sound? Um, so anyway, I feel like we should say something about Crew Bowl. Or not. We could just I end did. the show. It's a sh- very shitty, like, not even mid. Like, it's below mid for video pinball. Like, go play fucking Devil Crush or Pinball on NES. I think that's on the Nintendo Online service now. Do we want to go around the horn and just name our favorite pinball games? Like, you know, just to get everybody a better recommendation than Crewball? Yeah, I just did. (laughs) That's two from you. David, do you want to name some? I mean, that's not fair. Jesse took mine. I played, like, not even doing this as a bit. My sister and I, when we were kids, played pinball on the (coughs) NES a lot. So when that came on the Switch online, I was legit excited to go back and play that game nostalgically. That's dope. Johnny, oh, you got a favorite Johnny's pinball picking. game? Yeah, I'm a pretty big fan of... Does it have to be a video game? Because, like, I, I really like that Ghostbusters pinball machine. That's well, a lot I of was kind of trying to recommend video game pinball. Yeah. Yes, all pinball, just, all real-world pinball beats crewball handily. Just, just fucking say Sonic Spinball and get it over with. <sighs> Sonic Spinball. Thank you. <laughs> okay, okay, but what's your real pick? Sonic Spinball. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, good. Yeah, it's, it's actually fairly. It's fun. It's way, way more fun than this dog shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I haven't played much video game pinball, but I have. I did. I put a lot of time into Pokemon pinball, and I, I think it's pretty good. I'm that sure it surpasses Crewball. So much, Jesus! That's so much better. I mean, Jesse, you did kind of take mine, so I will throw one out for um um. Galactic Pinball on Virtual Boy. Oh, yeah, that one's pretty good. Okay, and now, real quick, let's go around the horn and everybody choose a uh, hair metal band that you would rather play a pinball game based on. Jesse? Um, oh, man, hair metal? Oh, man, I'm... Does, yeah, uh... can't, you can't just sub in a good oh, band. No, it has to be the... an equally bad band. It's uh, how about the Scorpions? I can deal with the scorpion. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Johnny? Van Halen. I would, Van Halen pinball would be pretty bad. good. The only pinball stage I would play is whatever has Panama on it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Panama pinball, or, you know, what about jump? Ooh, yeah, that'd be good, too, but definitely Panama's my go-to hands down. See, I, I, ah. But now I'm kind of thinking I want hot for teacher pinball. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I yeah, would they play that fuck out of hot for teacher pinball. And you, you, get, get that that like kink. you get that big dress. boob comic artist from earlier to draw the boards. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jay Scott Campbell. Jay Scott mm-hmm. Campbell. Hot for he, teacher pinball. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. We need to get him on the show, obviously. Yeah, we do. We've name-dropped him a lot this episode. David, which, uh, you know, what's, your, uh, what's your new hair metal pinball? Uh, poison. 
poison pinball. That just Ooh. makes you know that's just just too alliterative. It, it just rolls off the tongue. Hmm? Yeah. Well, then that kind of took mine because yeah, I also you know think poison pinball would be pretty good. So I'll just go with Bon Jovi's pinball, which uh, you know living on a pinball would be pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Pour some pinball Fucking- on me. Oh wait, no, that's definitely. <laughs> I mean, you know, pour some, uh, pour some pinball on me would be pretty good, too. <laughs> now We're I feel halfway like we there. <laughs> lizard on a pear. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> um, yep. Man. Now, Motley Crue sucks, and I'm not surprised <laughs> to learn this, this uh, game sucks. So, you know, good pick, Jesse. Gr- you know, fantastic job picking, like, uh, you know, just really bad tie-in to something that no one asked for. Like, that's really, yeah. you, know, you got to the heart of this theme. It's, I'm proud of you. I was I, I was very happy. I... It almost killed David. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Johnny, get us out of here. Calculating computer activated. Computers beeps. Oh, sorry, I was uh, checking up on the chat. What was that? Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is David Fleming. Good job, David. Thank you, David, the the king of the uh, the tie-in game. You know, Mister Sponsorship, Mister uh, Mister Pinball you know, Wizard over here. Yeah, the Pinball Wizard, no, Mister uh, Doctor Feelgood Crew. Yep, Mister Ill-advised uh, marketing opportunity. Um, Mister Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> uh, that that is the title I strive for. Yes. David, congratulations, man! You, uh, you, know, you were head and shoulders above everybody else. You know, easily. You know, you you get to now declare yourself a certain member of Motley Crew of Game That Tune. So do so before uh, picking the theme for the next episode. Oh God, why do you have to make me choose? Uh, if I see now, who's having to pull up Wikipedia? I literally named every member of Motley Crew, and you can't yeah. remember what now. Remember, I already called the fourth guy. Can't take him. Yeah, you can't be McMars. If I have to choose, I'm going to go with Nikki Six. Wow. David Fleming, resisting the urge to be the big dick boy of the Motley crew of Game That Tune. Well, Well, he already is, so I I feel like Bassist is a a big dick role. So, you know. Yep. Anyway, David, the Nikki Six of Game That Tune. You get to pick the theme for our next episode. So uh, what you got for us? So, you know, it's it's getting to be summer. Um, it's baseball season. That Ooh. Mario Strikers game is coming out. So I'm thinking next episode we do sports games. David recommending sports games. Cool. Very yeah. interesting. Hmm. You know, Chicago is kind of a baseball town. I don't know if you've heard this, but... You know, I'm just is that I'm true? caught up in the season. The Dude. baseball season. Does Chicago have a baseball team? Uh, it hey. has two, yeah, as a matter of fact. Fox. The White Sox. The huh. first White time hearing Fox. of it. Uh, Jesse, you know, I, think I there's live like on a the curse. north side. Come on. <laughs> I had no idea Chicago had baseball teams. That's crazy. It has two baseball yeah, no, teams. Fuck well, all nobody ever, no, Nobody ever talks about these things. Yeah. It's yes. crazy. Chicago. Can we get Jim Rome on the show? Can we ever <laughs> to talk sports? Yeah. David, you you live in Chicago, so you're uh, you're in tune in touch with this uh, 
sports team, you can get a, a member of the team to be on the show next week. Oh, Sammy uh, Sosa. Yeah, get no his white ass on the show. For the cup, so unfortunately, no. Um, I that would means try he to, probably has the free time to be on the show, David. <laughs> I would try to get Kerry Wood, but I believe he's retired as well. Yes, you're thinking of baseball players from 1998, David. Um, I'm, just, I'm just impressed you, that I was able to name drop a Chicago Cubs player that wasn't Sammy Sosa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did the hard part. Can we get Harry yeah. Carey on the show? <laughs> oh my uh, god. No, he is dead. <laughs> or a really good impression. I mean, I don't know that we can get a good impression, but we can certainly get an impression. God, he's practicing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but, anyway, next yeah. week the Chicago Cubs are going to be on Game That Tune. David's <laughs> in touch with them. He knows these men. Um, uh, yeah, sports <laughs> games. Yes, also sports games. Uh, good call, David. Great pick. Um, it'll, be, uh, it'll be good. It's the Tis the season for sports. Um, especially sports video games. <laughs> Not so much uh, going outside and playing sports. It's too fucking hot. So, yeah. Uh, fantastic episode tonight, guys. What a show it's been. Uh, thanks to everybody watching live with us. You can catch us live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thank you to everybody checking out us in podcast form. Our podcasts come out on Tuesday mornings. We're at GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get a podcast. We love you guys listening there. Rate, reviewing, subscribing. All that stuff. Uh, thank you to everybody checking out Patreon. Patreon.com slash GameThatTune is the home for our awesome exclusives. We've got mixtapes. We've got Game That Tune gems. We do movie commentaries from time to time. And you help us keep the lights on with our 24-7 video game music live stream at ga- uh, radio.gamethattune.com. So we super appreciate you guys checking out Patreon and continuing to support the show. Uh, we really do appreciate all the support we get. Want to give a special shout out to our uh, absurd fans on Patreon: Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier Twenty One Twenty One, Unsaddled Zebra, Akadar, and the Kerrigan. A fantastic group of patrons uh, of absurd fan patrons that we've got. Um, our requester tonight was at GameThatTune.club, and it was who, Johnny? The last weekend. Last weekend, shout out to him. Shout out to uh, him and Jesse's wrestling podcast, the Uematsu Plex podcast. Uh, give that a listen if you want to hear three guys just uh, talk a bunch of wrestling shit. Myself included this week. I'm a special guest on that wrestling show. Very, very proud of it. My first time being a wrestling podcast guest. Um, and yeah, uh, he made his request, GameThatTune.club. That's the place to make your request if you want priority. Our fun new social media server, GameThatTune.club. Uh, but the normal place that people make requests is Discord. Look for the Discord link in the show notes. Join us there. Uh, make a request. Chit-chat with us. We love hanging out with you guys. Or you can hit us up via email, gamethattune at gmail.com. And that is going to do it for the show. So, David, you've got to take us home with fantastic bonus tunes. Um, so, as I mentioned, baseball as well as the uh, Mario Strikers game, so... Our bonus team comes from the Mario Baseball series. This is Yoshi Park from Mario Superstar Baseball. Hell yeah, it is. Let's sock some dingers. Peace out, y'all.
Mm. Bishoujo Senshi Sailor Moon, another story is copyright 1995. Angel. Danger Girl is copyright 2000. In Space Incorporated. South Park, The Stick of Truth is copyright 2014. Obsidian Entertainment and Ubisoft. Jet Moto is copyright 1996. Sony Interactive Studios. Crew Ball is copyright 1992. New FX. I was gonna say, is Crew Ball, is, so is it a, you know, I should've gotten into this. Is it a play on Screwball? Or Q-Ball? Well, and either way, it doesn't stuff. make sense for Pinball. Right, yeah. both are not Pinball things. If it was now, if it was Motley Crue baseball, you would call it Crue ball, and it'd be a play on screwball. And if it was Motley Crue billiards, say against Minnesota Fats, you you know it'd be a play on cue ball, call it Crue ball. But Crue ball, the pinball game. If you call it pin crew, I could see that. Right. Because crew is the second word of Motley Crue, right? Like, that's where I'm thrown off, too, is by yeah. first. Or if you just called it, like, Motley Pinball. Yeah. Yeah. The full Motley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was, a, you know, a definitely a reference people would understand five years before that movie came out. <laughs> uh, they were ready for the full Motley, a pinball theme, a pinball game on the Sega Genesis starring Motley Crue. <laughs> Uh, nothing about <sighs> naked British men at all. God, can you imagine? No. The real dick boss. Mm. We should watch The Full Monty. I've never seen it. Should be it though. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. Got nominated for Best Picture. Is it really? Yeah. There's a lot of movies that were not nominated for Best Picture that I feel like we should watch. Name one. Uh, the Super Inframan. Did I have a bunch of naked Bridgman? Um, <laughs> Johnny, no, it was not. You're full <laughs> of shit. <laughs> oh, I'm silly. But for real, I'm going to put that, like, movie on my poll every time until it wins, because you've not lived until you've seen that movie. Well, I'm going to put The Full Monty on my poll every time until it wins. John, you act like I am <coughs> not excited to see naked British men. Well, you seem to literally opposed to it. Uh, no, I am very in favor of seeing naked British men. Okay. I'm pretty much in favor of seeing naked men, period. Right. Mm. Oh, yeah? Mm. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, everybody. The challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are we still live? See you guys at the Full Monty, baby. Yeah. <laughs>